Hello and welcome to the Lunchbox Podcast. I'm Andy Brown and joining me today is the founder of Nerd Rage News. He's a producer, director, actor in more than 100 movies, which he himself says you've probably never heard of. And he's also a game designer. It's Steve Wallet. Hello. Nice to be here today. Hey, Steve. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I'm happy to. So what would you like to talk about today? Well, first of all, just very briefly, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. My name is Steve Wallet. I am an author of uh, about a dozen books. I've been involved in 168 film and television productions. And like you said, uh, you probably have never heard of them. Okay, so uh, the premise of the Lunchbox <laughs> podcast is really simple. I'm going to give you a choice of 64 random questions. And over the course of today's recording, you're going to choose eight of those. So you just need to give me a number between one and 64. 13. What are you scared of? Um, let's see. What am I scared of? Ooh, that's a tricky one. I'm scared that all the religions of the world are correct and that I've chosen the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Be going some if they're all correct. Yes. Well, that's the crazy thing about it. If you think about all these religions in the world and how each of them have their own end of the world scenario, they can't all be correct. It's possible none of them are correct. But if one of them is correct and I've chosen the wrong one, have I made a horrible mistake that's going to cause me to suffer for all eternity? FOMO. <laughs> so that would be my ultimate fear. Uh, general fears, I'm afraid of heights. I hate heights. Any particular reason? Um, when I was in the uh, army, I went to jump school. It was at Fort Benning, Georgia. We jumped out of airplanes and paratrooped in. And during one of the training exercises, uh, we had a malfunction, and one of my squad uh, was killed. And that has really stuck with me over the years. And it's like every time I get on a ladder or a roof or anywhere where there's a chance I can fall, that starts coming back to me. I mean, it hits me pretty hard. Uh, if I get above like 10 maybe 12 feet, I start shaking so bad, I'll actually dance a ladder across the side of a house. Oh, wow. Sorry to hear that. Thank you for sharing, though. What's your next number? Uh, 44. Have you gone viral? Have I gone viral? I've had a couple of my um, articles go viral over the years, but in general, I would say no. The articles that have gone viral, was it just the, the topic and the timing of them? or I wrote an article about the United States prison system and its public schools. And I was drawing a correlation between going to public school in America as a training ground for surviving in prison. And I did a line-by-line -line comparison of uh, everything from the day one that you arrive at school to the day that you leave school and all the different things that we teach our children in public school. Well, if you mirror that with prison, it's a perfect mirror. And my argument was that the public schools are being designed to make it so that inner city kids can survive in prison and make good workers for the government. Okay, thank you very much. What's your next number? Uh, 40. If colours had a taste, what do you think the colour blue would taste like? If colours had a taste, hmm. I think that blue would be salty with a hint of sweet, kind of like a uh, 
butterscotchy caramel type thing with a dash of salt on it. Okay, what makes you think it would be that flavor? Blue to me looks like it's a, a thick color. It doesn't look like it's a wispy color, like a pink or a yellow, you know? And uh, when I think of a thick tasting food, I tend to go to butterscotch. I, I don't know why. Butterscotch and caramel, I just like them. So I like to imagine that blue would taste like that. Okay, can I have another number, please? Uh, 10. Okay. Uh, what's the one thing you would change about where you live? Well, I currently live on a farm that was built in 1766. And the building, being quite old, has 36-inch stone walls. This is stacked stone, which means there's no mortar in them. And that means the wildlife comes through every now and then. <laughs> and I have discovered uh, bugs in the house. I've discovered mice, chipmunks, squirrels, raccoons, and even as big as a seven-foot-long snake. So that would be the change I would make. I think I would put mortar in my home. <laughs> oh, my God. A seven-foot snake. Yeah, that no. was quite frightening. Uh, it, actually, it was just a uh, uh, black snake, which is uh, a non-poisonous, relatively peaceful snake. I mean, I just picked it up and carried it out of the house. But I wasn't expecting it. I was walking up the steps, and here it is coming down the steps. <laughs> <laughs> So you're the founder of Nerd Rage News. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So Nerd Rage News was started in 2013 as a blog. It was my way of expressing uh, my love of nerd culture. And I initially started writing about um, tabletop gaming. And as the years went on, I began to write about video games, about books, about comic books, about movies about technology, anything that caught my eye as being related to nerd culture. After, I don't know, five years or so, four years, I guess about four years, the website, uh, I decided to incorporate it and start making it a business. And now what I do is I travel to conventions, uh, gaming conventions, sci-fi conventions, horror conventions, cosplay conventions. And I do, um, I sit on panels, I do uh, keynote speaking, demonstrations, uh, I run games and things like that. And this is all for Nerd Rage News. It's, it's, allowed me to produce movies it's allowed me to write books it's it's just fun and one of those movies was i think it's and now a word from a gamer that is correct uh word word from a gamer was a documentary about tabletop gaming we traveled uh, around the united states and spoke with uh gamers game designers people that were just being introduced to games and explored the trials and tribulations that games have cause them in their life, as well as the wonders and joys that games have brought to their life. I have people that were uh, from the UK, from Australia, and other places that I wasn't able to interview directly that sent me film clips that we also incorporated into it. And we trace everything from the uh, origins of Dungeons and Dragons in the 70s, all the way up to modern games like uh, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! Is a fascinating movie. The movie's uh, up on Amazon Prime now. If you have it, it's free. If you don't have Amazon Prime, it's a couple bucks to rent it. If you're interested in the world of, of gaming, tabletop gaming, then it's worth checking out. If you don't know much about it, which is, is kind of the position I'm coming from, it was actually really interesting, and it's a really good insight into that world. So it's available now on Amazon Instant Video. And yeah, definitely worth a watch. 
Thank you. Yeah, I, I enjoyed making it. It was, uh, we made it with no money. I had no budget whatsoever. We just went in and started filming. Somebody donated the equipment to me and we ran with it. And I mean, we we joked in the introduction about the um, huge amount of productions that you've been involved in as a producer, a director, an artist. Uh, are these all passion projects? Yeah, that's, most of the stuff is uh, passion. It's uh, getting involved in, uh, like I said, Nerd Rage News was started as a hobby. And moving on to these other things was a way of me just expanding my hobby in a way that could bring... Uh, a small amount of revenue into my life and allow me to pay for my hobby. So it's, yes, it's absolutely passionate. I mean, making films, doing the uh, books, all of it is about me expressing my love of this culture that when I was a kid, I used to get beat up for. But today, it's the age of the nerd. Everybody seems to be into nerd stuff. Okay. Uh, can you give me another number, please? Okay, uh, let's do number one. I have to assume that's your best question. You could assume that. Unfortunately, I, I randomized them all, so it could be a terrible one. <laughs> let's try this. What's the most useless thing you've ever owned? Oh, well, um, that's a tough one. The most useless thing I've ever owned. I would have to, oh, you know what it would be? Years ago, I bought a solar powered device that is supposed to make noises to scare animals away. And I put this device out in the yard to try and scare away rabbits and groundhogs from my farm because they were coming in and eating my vegetables all the time. Yeah. Well, what I discovered was the device did not scare them away. It attracted them. <laughs> <laughs> and I would walk out of my house and there would be 15 or 20 rabbits in my garden. And I'd run down to chase them away, and groundhogs would come running out of it as well. It was it was completely useless, complete waste of money, and it cost me three hundred bucks. <laughs> Just attracted groundhogs and rabbits. Yes, I think the noise that it made sounded similar to like a baby rabbit. I think it was supposed to be an animal in distress, but maybe the pitch on it was off. I don't know. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, can I have another number, please? All right, uh, three. Three is this one. What's your best travel tip? When you travel anywhere, always make sure you wash your hands constantly. Don't shake people's hands. Don't touch the railings. Don't touch door handles unless you have to. I have traveled all over the world, and the bane of travel is sickness. And like when you go to conventions, they have something called a uh, con funk or, or the con plague, you know, and this is the most horrible thing you get because you're walking into a place with four or five, 10,000 people and you never know what diseases people are carrying. The conventions that I have failed to wash my hands continuously, I have gotten sick. And a few of the times I've gotten so sick, I wanted to die. <laughs> okay, thank you. That's good advice. That's right up there. We don't have ice in your drink, isn't it? No, that would definitely be up there. Okay, what's your next number? Um, 12. What is the best animal? Dog. Absolutely. <laughs> Hands down, dog. <laughs> no, no question <laughs> asked. Uh, dogs it. are, right. I mean, they say they're man's best friend. Well, I really believe that. I've had dogs my whole life. Uh, at one point in time, I owned 84 of them, just to give you an idea how much I love dogs. Today, I only have one, but. 
having a dog, uh, it helps with stress relief. Dogs, their emotional states are very much like the states of children. So it's like having a small child with you at all times. If you have the dog trained well, he can be your defender. He can be your best friend. He can be the person that soothes you when you're sad. He's the person who makes you happy. You know, dog covers everything. And your final number? Uh, five. What is your opinion on clowns? It depends on the clown. I really like clowns that are goofy and funny. But there are some clowns out there that are pretty darn creepy. And they make me a little bit unnerved when I see them. Uh, going to like a uh, carnival, the clowns that you typically see there, I've never had an issue with. but. When I go to these different gaming events, a lot of people are dressing up as uh, clowns that aren't zany. They're more on the creep side, you know? And some of them, I am very disturbed when I see them. I believe I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again, terrifying nightmare beasts. <laughs> I can see that. So, Steve, you're a man who's obviously very passionate about his work from what you've told me. What What is your next big project? What's the next thing that's taking up your time at the moment? Um, I have I have several projects going on right now, but uh, I'm working on another book, which is going to be a fantasy book. But the big one that I'm trying to do is actually a film that is about a... Uh, how do I tell you without ruining the punchline? It's about a 12-year-old girl who is addicted to murder. <laughs> And okay. it's about how she's coping with her addiction, you know, where she's going to her family and she's asking for advice. Like, like, I have a problem, mom, can you help me? And mom gives her the perfect advice, assuming it's a teenage problem and not a person murdering people. And the, the different advice that she gets from people actually helps to accelerate her murder addiction. I think it's going to be really fun when it comes out. Uh, it's just finding the right cast to pull off this little girl where you want to root for this villain. You know, I think it's going to be awesome. There's been a number of really good shows over the year that have dealt with uh, serial killers where they are the primary protagonist. Shows like Dexter is an example. And those type of shows, many of them have been done well. But none have really shown a child in this role. And I think putting a child in the role, it's going to get under the skin of a lot of people. Where when you see an adult man or an adult woman going around killing people, we often just roll our eyes. All right, it's just another killer, you know? Do you know, I always wondered what happened to Natalie Portman's character at the end of Leon. I agree with you. I've wanted a sequel for that film for years. I, I really think Matilda would have made an excellent return for natalie portman and i hope that someday she'll hook up with luke besson and redo that if people want to find out more about your work to find your books well mostly you can go to amazon uh just look my name up steve wallet w-o-l-l-e-t-t if you go to imdb you can see uh my vast list of film and television productions, or you can go to nerdragenews.com and keep up on the general things that I'm writing about. Okay, Steve, thank you very much. Thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you for having me, and uh, you have a wonderful day. Thank you, and don't forget, if you want to join in on the Lunchbox podcast, perhaps be uh, a guest, or if you would like to send us some questions for our guests, then you can do so by 
getting in touch with us at Lunchbox Podcast on all the social medias. And until then, we'll be back next Wednesday lunchtime. Bye. Bye.